Hey everybody, this episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by Fun Again Games. Hello, Ruel, how are you, sir? I am doing fantastic, Richard. How are you? Uh, not as good as you, because I hear there's good news, everyone, in the Gaviola household, correct? Yes. We are, this is uh, the Airbnb. I'm going to be saying uh, au revoir, goodbye, so long to this thing. Real soon, we're going to be back at home. Um, I'm going to be rebuilding the studio. So it'll be a little while till we get all our stuff back, but the plumbing issues are taken care of. The restoration has been completed. Yay, we're going home. I, I, I cannot wait to just sleep in my own bed for you know every night from now on because the bed we had here the airbnb was probably the low point of, really? <laughs> of uh, the situation yeah it's just a it's an old bad mattress and it's like oh Ugh. no yeah so i'm looking forward to just spending the night at home but you know just being at home uh the the pugs are gonna have the, the pugs have enjoyed their time here but it's time for us to all go home and uh, we're we're so excited and i do want to thank everyone uh, all the viewers and everyone in chat who have uh you know sent some best wishes to me and michelle and also through uh, your dms as well we truly do appreciate that i share them with michelle so thank you for your support and for your kindness uh during these rough almost three months it's been uh, way yeah. too long but yeah yeah but thankfully, I, I was able to you know work on this little desk and do some uh, run-throughs, not only here for the channel, but also on my uh, Twitch channel. And Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Speaking of games, we got plenty of games to talk about in this episode yes, of the we R&R do. Show. We're going to be talking about 10 games because, well, folks, you may not have noticed, but the end of the year is almost upon us. And one of the things that happens at the end of the year, certainly in the States, although these days I think it's probably a worldwide phenomenon, is a thing called Cyber Monday, which is when all of the online retailers out there start putting out big super sales. They're big sales of the year. And this episode is sponsored by Fun Again Games, frequent sponsor of the show. They're going to be doing a Cyber Monday sale. At this point, I do not know the date it starts. Because one thing is, year after year, the Cyber Monday styles, uh, sales start starting on Sundays, and then Saturdays, and then the previous Mondays. So, um, I'll put somewhere on the screen when I find out exactly when this sale is starting. But, Ruel and I got an advanced sneak peek at the games that are going to be on sale and the prices. And uh, we decided to say, hey, what would be the top 10 games we'd buy right now when this sale is going on? And there's going to be in for it down in the show notes and all all of that. So I've got some very big um, uh, savers. I think Ruel has a few too. But before we get to that, yes. folks, in case any of these pique your curiosity and you might want to pick some up, well, Ruel, uh, is there any way they could uh, we could help them out with that? Oh, we could definitely help them out with that. Um, folks, you're going to watch the show. You're going to listen. Keep an, uh, keep an ear out for one of us. We're going to say a secret word. And if you type in the name of the game we're talking about when we say the secret word and send it to an, an email to contestatrattle.com, you'll be entered to win a gift certificate for, I think I believe it's $50. Is that $50 correct? $50 US. There it is. Yeah. So the secret word this time is skunk. So why skunk? You'll have to watch the extended uh, edition of the show yes, uh, when we stream this live on Twitch. So this is all up on YouTube as well. But we talk about that um, uh, before the actual recording of this show. So skunk, one of us, Richard or myself, will be saying it. And then you type in the name of the game that we're talking about at that time, send it to a 
and the email to contest at rado.com and you'll be entered to win that gift certificate. You got it, folks. And um, heck, some of the, I mean, you could get several games with that 50 bucks uh, based on the prices I've got on my list. So yeah. without any further ado, uh, Ruel, uh, do you have anything more to say? Are you ready to get right to our number 10 on the list, I wonder? Yeah, let's, let's jump right into it. We're ready to save some people some money and All we've right. got some great games. My number 10 to kick things off as our number 10 is canvas now oh, okay this yeah this is on sale um uh, over here at fun again games i got to play this game for the first time last year and for me it was an immediate hit i love this game it takes card crafting does something really neat it it's like the most beautiful card crafting game i've seen now um if you're familiar with card crafting you'll think mystic veil from john d Clare. you'll also think his other game dead reckoning which was uh, just uh, came out I, Canvas is a lighter game that, than that, but I will argue it's it's ten times as beautiful as those games. Um, you are building a canvas, uh, di- bringing different elements of colors and shapes and stuff, and you're literally building a canvas, a, a piece of art um, there uh, through uh, drafting and set collection. Uh, wonderful game. Plays in about, I'd say, like 30, 40 minutes or so. And I just, I love what they did the car crafting here. I think it's a very neat way to do a set collection game. You're, you know, putting uh, colors and shapes into one little sleeve with these uh, transparent sleeves. And as you do, you can see there, there are certain um, uh, objectives or goals that you want to complete, like certain colors or certain shapes or whatever need to go here. And that, oh, it's such a good game. And I believe it's been on Kickstarter a couple of times. They might have had a, a couple I think of reprints. They, uh, there's, uh, I think there might be a fundraising campaign for it literally still running right now, though it might have just oh. ended for a new okay. expansion that adds more stuff. Gotcha. And this game is ripe for an expansion because I think the base game, which is on sale right now, I think it's a wonderful game, but I always thought that uh, for people who are deeper into the hobby, an expansion would really take this um, into the next level. Yeah. Have you been able to play the expansions or, I have or this not. game? Uh, the, yeah. I, honestly, I thought the base game was surprisingly crunchy. I mean, it's yeah. so simple. You're just grabbing one of the five cards that are out there that have just a little area, and then you superimpose them over your old to make like your own personal yep. painting. Um, but there are every one of these things has different elements. Oh, this has water in it. This has the other. And, and with all the different objectives you get every time, it's. I mean, you can't possibly do it all. So you're constantly having to make compromises to play smart in canvas i'm really impressed by the game yeah love it all right so that's our number 10 let's move on to our next game let's do that uh number nine on the list uh this is i'll be honest this is not the first time we've talked about this on the show uh i've definitely mentioned in the past because i already regardless of the savings have always been a huge fan of number nine almond ray the card game um, yes. and, uh, it has been on sale here for quite a while. Cause I think they've just got a, they've got a mountain of these in their warehouse, quite frankly, for a while they were actually doing them as a giveaway when you bought stuff. And the thing is, I have never seen it this low down to five ninety nine to Whoa. get this game. And if you go back and watch my video, I filmed of it years ago. I mean, I thought it was a great game. It was a worthy game. When, you know, it's full regular price. At its heart, this is a card game version of Amon Ray, uh, widely considered to be one of designer Reiner Knizia's greatest games of all time, or one of his greatest auction games. And the original Amon Ray did not work well for two. This new version does, and it's a wonderful game for two players. It basically combines the stuff we're trying to auction for, building up, you know, the ancient Egyptian um, civilizations over multiple generations. Uh, you know. 
where, hey, we bid on stuff. Some sticks around for future generations. Others get reset. So you've got this really long-term strategy. Um, but it's all driven by auctions. And the auctioning in this game is very, very reminiscent of Raw. Another phenomenal one of Reiner Knizia's greatest. Raw is famous for having, oh, look, everybody can see what bidding chips I have. I've got a 1, a 3, a 7, and a 10. And once my 10 is gone, everybody knows, oh, I can always beat you because your 10 is gone. That always creates interesting tension in Raw. What Amon Ray the card game does is it takes it to the next level because you don't have just a preset number. You actually say, oh, I've got 14 gold, and you divide that gold however you want. You can have a bunch of really low-value cards or a few high-value cards if you want to make sure you win. It's brilliant. It's such a smart design, and um, I've always been a fan of it. This is one of the games that I have kept on my shelves through many, many calls. I thought this game was worth it at its full price, but now that it is down to $5.99, I mean, geez louise, if uh, you were ever interested in, um, you know, uh, Reiner Knizia classic auction games, I think it is worth checking out. Especially because, as you pointed out in the pre-show, it's Reiner Knizia's birthday this month. In fact, it might literally be today when you're watching this show. So what better way to celebrate than picking up Almond Ray, the card game, for an insanely low price. Yeah, seriously. Almost like a, a price of a cup of coffee these days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. A wonderful game by an outstanding designer. Yes, we are celebrating, or I am celebrating Reiner Knizia's month, all our birthday throughout the uh, month of November, friends. So great choice, uh, Richard. I, I still have not played this. I love Raw, and this definitely feels like something in my wheelhouse. Well, so. I know a place you can get it for cheap. Really? Yes. Right. I'll clue you in after the choice. show. Yes. Uh, let's move on to our number eight. Uh, okay. n- number eight, come on up on screen. It is Paris, La Cité de Lumière. I'm trying to do my oh French. Oh my it's, goodness. Where did that I, come from? That's like a, a couple of years of French back in uh, college that I'm, I'm so horrible at. I, I, that's pretty much all I can do. But anyways, Devere Games, friends, is, they are putting out some really fantastic stuff these days. Yeah. And this is much smaller in scale, but... The game itself is solid. It's a tile laying game. It's heart. You got those polyominoes. You're building. I think it's like the uh, early or late 19th century uh, Paris, and you are building the streets. And you see the little tokens are those are the lights. So you're lighting up the streets of Paris. And what you're doing is laying down those tiles, the polyominoes. But it's almost like a it's like a double draft, right? So you yeah. lay down those, and then the second half of the game you're going to lay on top of those as well. And depending on how you you know the spatial elements and also the colors and whatnot, that's going to give you fewer or more points oh it's a two-player game michelle and i love this game it's still in our collection we we played it a couple of years ago when we got it and i feel like for a tile laying game it's sort of overlooked for whatever reason i i don't know why but i think it's wonderful and that's why it's on number eight paris la cite de lumiere oh it was worth it just to hear you uh, try to model your way (laughs) through that a second time you double dipped the the chip jerry (laughs) No, it's a uh, it's a great game. Uh, like I said, it's a double-decker tile layer. First, you're tile-laying to build the streets, and then you're trying to build the buildings on top, and there's long-term and short-term and objectives and all kinds of stuff. Jen and yeah. I found, for folks who are interested in um, interaction, it can be a little cutthroat. You can definitely be making moves to cut off your opponent. They could have been working, True. I've been trying to get this street like this. Oh, no, <laughs> don't, anywhere but there. Um, but yeah. if you're looking for a tile layer with some player interaction, 
uh i think you'll be pleased that is a good choice yeah yeah that, that, that's true i forgot about that yeah michelle and i do and we do enjoy that a little more uh the that <laughs> type of player interaction and also there's a, there's like special actions that you can take as well which really you know uh, adds to the depth of the game so yeah that's our number eight let's move on to our number seven okay let's do that then and this is another one that just blew me away when i saw it on the list how cheap number seven dragon's gate college is uh now this was a game i covered many many years ago actually and it's interesting i went back and watched my video of it this morning because you know i hadn't played it for several years and i'm like oh I, what did i think of it and this was interesting because i never gave my final thoughts for this game because at the time at essence spiel my wife was doing a uh, collaboration with nskn the publisher uh she was actually selling glass and so i said well i can't give you my final thoughts on this game because uh every additional sale comes into my pocket because my wife is selling you know accessories for it so i never did a final thought so here we are all these years later and let me tell you folks ten dollars and 99 cents this game is rock bottom prices i mean this is price to move and i have always thought this is a very very sharp uh dice drafting game with a lot of really cool elements and so let me finally give my final thoughts all these years later i I don't think jen's making any money off of selling her little glass potion bottles anymore although if anybody's interested in those you can always check them out at www.gamerglass.art um i think she does actually still sell them they're a popular line for her but okay this is a hogwarts-esque uh, you know, fantasy university where we are training. Actually, it feels more like Dungeons and Dragons universe because we're training kids to be the best warriors, um, wizards, and thieves. Because as part of setup, there are a bunch of quests that the nearby villages need help with, and so we're trying to train students to get the right skills to be able to go out and complete these quests. And the whole thing is driven by dice drafting. At the beginning of every round, we roll some dice. Some of the dice are mine. Some of the dice are yours that are in this common pool, and some of them are neutral. And um, here's the thing. If I use uh, my own die or a neutral die, I just get to do the action. And there's all kinds of actions. Hire teachers, build buildings, because there's like this whole little polyomino tiling Tetris game off to the side on your own board. Train the kids, have them go through the local dungeon, um, you know, recruit imps that let you change the value of the dice, all the kind of stuff you would expect in a very you know thematic fantasy world. Um, and so if I use a neutral die or my own die, I just do the action. But if I use your die, Ruel, you get to do the action also. And what happens is one of the actions you can do over the course of the game is replace the neutral dice with your own dice. And that's a big part of the strategy because, hey, if at the beginning of a round, we're playing a two-player game and we roll, what is it, four or five dice, and three of them are mine, one is neutral and only one is Ruel's, Ruel doesn't want to use any of my dice because he'll be giving me free actions as well. Um, And so, uh, you know, the draft becomes so much more engaging because wouldn't you know, the number, Ruel needed a six. The only six that came up was on one of my dice, which means, hey, I'm, we're both going to be doing a six action this turn. And um, it's so sharp, and I've never really seen anything else quite like it. Now, all the dice drafting stuff you would expect, you know, using them as basically kind of dice worker placement, modifying the dice to do other stuff. Uh, and basically, you know, we're trying to complete these quests, which means we've got recipes to fulfill. We're trying to do tiling. We're trying to manipulate the dice. It's all very cool. Um, but this idea that it's just one strategy. And I know when I covered this years ago, a lot of people said, well, it seems like, well, it's just a broken strategy. Make your dice, replace the neutral dice with your dice and you'll win every time. And here's the problem. For you to do that, you are spending time and resources that gets you nothing other than the potential of future bonuses on your opponent's turn. And you don't necessarily even have control over what those bonuses will be. 
So, um, while it may look like that's too powerful, I mean, a lot of people ask me this time. I was looking through my old comments and like, no, that's not a problem because you only have a few rounds. If you spend an entire round doing nothing but reprogramming dice so you could do stuff in the future, while I'm actually building the groundwork of a university that trains kids, I'm still doing more than you. And it just means, oh, you'll get stuff later on if I use your dice. And there's no guarantee I will use your dice. Because maybe I'll just try to stick to my own or I'll muscle my own in. It's really sharp. Very fun. Um, My biggest worry is the board is huge. It is a ginormous board. And yet, at the same time, the um, tokens for the students and uh, professors, they're full of super tiny little text. So there were some usability issues with the game. I will grant it, admit that. But it looks nice, it plays sharp, it does some really cool stuff uh, that I've never seen anywhere else in dice drafting, and you can get it now on sale for $10.99, which is why um, Dragon's Gate College comes in at number seven. Wow, that you've sold me. I've never heard of this game before. Yeah. I had no idea you covered it. So yeah, that sounds interesting. I'm always down for a dice uh, drafting game, and that looks fantastic. Now, okay. I am worried about, though, I mean, the text, when you're, you're talking tech, like tiny text on It's tiny icons. Uh, that, if I, I'm pretty sure the game me. is completely language independent. Okay. Okay. Well, cool. All right. Great choice. Uh, nice. Uh, I'm going to, you know, for our number six, I'm also going to uh, bring in a game that's really at rock bottom prices okay. and something that none of, most of us have probably not heard of. It's our number six. It is Rosetta, The Lost oh, Language. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one, I, I've got to shout out our friends, uh, Ambie and Crystal over at the Board Game Blitz podcast. I heard about it during our episode on word games, and I am a word game nerd. I yes, love you word are. games. Yes, and they recommended this. This was actually Crystal's number one on her podcast, so I had to, you know, check this out and look at the price on it. It's like I think it's like five bucks or something. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine for a word game. It's a cooperative game. Plays two to five players. And what this is, uh, Richard, is you are you literally are starting. Um, you have a language that you're going to try to give clues to as far as. Um, you know, trying to get um, uh, your fellow players to guess the word uh, based on these uh, inscriptions that you have. So, um, can you? Is there a? Let me um, uh, go to. I mean, there's not many pictures here. Let me go over to Board Game Geek. Yeah, if you go to BGG. Okay, here we yeah, go. Those are the pictures right there. There the inscriptions. we go. So you're the the main the the active player is going to select one of those and assign a word to it, a meaning. Right. Based on that. Oh wow! The, yes. Yeah. The rest of the team now has 10 guesses to figure out the meaning of that word. So you're going to use the other inscriptions to sort of lead your team to the actual meaning of the game. It is a fascinating concept to me. And I really, I've never played it, but just based on uh, Crystal's description on our podcast, the description here, and the fact that it's $4.99, I want to play this right out, right now. I yeah. mean, look at this. I mean, you're taking these little inscriptions and like hieroglyphics, I guess. They're like hieroglyphics. You're going to, you know, uh, put meaning to it and hopefully you'll steer your team to victory. Oh, so, so that's that what is... these pictures are. You're trying to actually cry and communally create an iconographic yeah. language that describes the picture. Yes. Yeah. Here's my experience with this game. The publisher actually contacted me when it was first getting ready. Okay. And I read the rules for it. And I thought, Uh oh my God, 
this game sounds so incredibly offbeat brilliant, but I yeah. will literally melt down. As I understood <laughs> reading the rules to, you know, how you actually have to do triple, quadruple levels of reverse deduction type stuff to figure yeah. out what um, players' little scribbles and, oh, well, this means that word, but how could that other thing mean that other word? Um, you know, like you can see, Underwater and Mermaid, they both have the lightning bolt. The lightning bolt came from one of the other things. How does this to that? I was just, wow. For yeah. somebody who loves deduction and love word games, this would be great. But I was afraid for me and Jen, it would be too much. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, now just to be fair, Crystal did say it's not for everyone. And I okay. can see that it is a different type of word game, different type of deduction game. But I think it's brilliant. Just uh, like you said, just uh, hearing the concept, I'm so excited about that. And for $4.99, I'm yeah. definitely going to give it a shot at that price. So that's our number six, Rosetta, The Lost Language. You will have to report back because I have been curious about yeah. this game. And I've always been second guessing. Should I have passed on covering it? Because it just seems so freaking brilliant. And I yeah. just was afraid I'm not brilliant enough to play it, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> I will report to you on how, how we do. I I mean, I'll probably be terrible at it, but I'm, I'm going to enjoy it any, regardless. But yeah, yeah, yeah that's people, our number six. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Uh, let's cool. move on then to number five, which is another game that we've talked about on the channel. This was like one of the ones in our very first episodes of the R&R show. Um, I mentioned progress, evolution of technology. Um, you know, and this is a perennial one that Funnigan has in their, you know, their uh, their, their uh, blowout sale section because I guess they've just got a lot of copies of it. And unfortunately, this is a great tech tree game, which I did not prepare for by actually getting it on screen. I'm frantically trying to type at the same time. There we go. There we go. Here it is. Progress. Um, the evolution of technology. This is a tech tree game um, where, I mean, you know, a lot of civilization style games, hey, one of the many things you do is a tech tree. This tech leads to this technology leads to this the ent this entire game is about making investments in technology it looks like they got no pictures here so you know what we need to do we need to go to rado progress uh evolution and we'll just pull up my old video from 2014 folks oh, wow. this is not a um cult of the new uh, game we are talking about today this is a classic oldie that jen and i both loved and much like uh, almond ray before this is another game that i have had on my shelves and i have carried through call after call after call and kept it because jen and i really like it we love tech trees and this is a game that just strips everything else out and just lets you focus on that hey if i get this technology but this technology of this technology that lets me do this next level and work our way up and that's how we score points developing our civilization based on our technologies uh, you know depending on you know uh, how things uh, uh, work together but there's a few things that really make this stand out one you have a handful of cards and this is one of those games that oh well to play this card I got to give up other cards those cards go into a discard pile that is publicly available to everybody so very much like lost cities you know every time you're throwing cards away you are potentially giving your opponent exactly what they need if they're not going to draw from the blind deck they could draw the discard pile and I gave you that why did I use that I could have paid for that with anything so that was one thing I love about the game. The other thing I love about the game too is a lot. I mean, th this game actually 
references the process of time. When you play your card to make your invention, it does not instantly get invented. It takes time. And so you put these tokens on it that slowly come off until you eventually have the invention. Um, and it's it's fully ready. It's ready to give its abilities, uh, you know, its points, whatever. But here's the thing. As soon as you uh, put it onto the table and it's going to be starting to slowly build up, it already counts as a breakthrough for other things. And I just love that thematically. That, hey, just the idea of this. We haven't perfected it yet. It doesn't work yet, but we've already had the idea for the wheel. And that gets our mind thinking we can already be starting to piggyback off of that, even if we're still in the process of slowly inventing the wheel, or fire, or chariots, or the internet, or whatever it might be. And I've always thought that was a really, really cool thing, too, that does a better job of capturing the human spirit of invention more so than other games, where, oh, you just put it down and it's just done. No, Things don't just pop, spontaneously pop into existence. They take time to perfect, but you can still get inspiration from them and work your way up. So I've always been a big fan of this game, and it is now available at Fun Again at a low, low price, lower than I have ever seen it before, down to twelve ninety nine. And this is a big, rich card game with lots of replayability. I'm a fan, always have been. Number five, Progress Evolution of Technology. Yeah, this game, I've, I haven't played it, but I've always uh, heard about how it's basically, you know, a Civ game where, you know, some Civ games or a lot of Civ games have the tech tree. This is nothing but the tech tree, yes. right? Yep. I mean, that's so, I'd, I'd love to play this game. That, I mean, at that price, oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Okay, let's move on to our number four. Uh, this one is uh, by a designer that most of us have probably heard or played to some of his games. Okay. Our number four is Reef. By uh, Emerson oh, Masuchi. I seriously thought about this one. Yes, yeah. when I saw it on the oh, list. It's I like to uh, call. I, I was when I first played it. It just reminded me of Azul, but 3D Azul. Uh, you were building on top of things. Uh, you were building a reef. You've got all the different coral pieces and and whatnot. And there's these wonderful plastic. I mean, they're like toys, basically. Mm-hmm. These wonderful toy pieces, almost like a Fisher Price toy, right? You're <laughs> placing on on your player board. But what you're doing is you're uh, grabbing these uh, pieces, put it on your board, and you're trying to complete the objectives there. Uh, so you want like two yellow ones next to each other, or in a row, uh, purples, uh, like three in a row. And what what's really neat is the board is small, so you're going to be able to do objectives. But then to do other objectives, you're going to build on top of your previously yes. uh, placed pieces, and that's a really neat element to it. That's something that Azul doesn't have and I'm actually I'm, I'm wondering if Azul one day is going to go 3D I feel like it, it should eventually <laughs> yeah but, they feel like they've done everything else so far right yeah pretty much so but Reef is oh it's a wonderful design uh, like others uh, Emerson's games I mean he's done what is it Foundations of Rome Century Spice Roads yep. really excellent oh Spectre Ops um some really excellent games, and this is another one of them that are very, you know, just the rules are solid, the gameplay is excellent, and I like this one as a uh, gateway game, but also for uh, hobby gamers as well. Yeah. I think it's gone well with all the different audiences, and that's why it's our number four, Reef. All right, excellent choice. Yeah, when I saw that one, I I seriously considered. I don't think I'd seen it this low before. It's a yeah. bit it's more expensive. Something we talked about, but you get a lot of plastic in this game. Yes, and like you said, yeah. it's 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 kind of like Lego toys almost. The way these beautiful things just <laughs> yeah. they don't snap together; they fit loosely together. But yeah, yeah, really sharp surprisingly crunchy little abstract game and beautiful just lovely you if some yep. if you see somebody playing it on a table at a convention you say what is that i'd like to play it just because it looks Absolutely. so nice yeah yeah 
Cool. Agreed. All okay. right. Well, that is a good number four. Uh, but I, uh, I've got an even better number three. Uh, oh my goodness. This made my top 10. I think it was last year or it might've been the year before top 10 of the year. I think it was two years ago. Red Cathedral. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is another yes. one from DeVere. We talked about this. It's not the first time we talked about DeVere today. Man, yeah. this publisher, they are firing on all cylinders. It seems like they can do no wrong. And I think Red Cathedral, when it came out a couple of years ago, really opened up the industry's eyes to what they can do. At its heart, this is a very, very simple little uh, rondelle game where there are a bunch of dice on the edge of the rondelle. And on your turn, you're going to pick one of those dice, move clockwise around the rondelle, equal to the number of pips on the die. And then, of course, the Dice are going to get re-rolled, and so that uh, it's always updating. And you want to land that die into a spot where there's a bunch of other dice, because then that will compound the bonuses you get. But the place you land, every spot can get you resources that you need to build a red cathedral, or instead could let you interact with the guild that's in that spot as well. So this is a rondelle with um, variable dice driving it that has multi-use spaces on it, and all of it is in the service of building the red uh, Red Cathedral. And it is absolutely brilliant. I think this made a lot of people's top lists of the year. And it is now available for a low, low sale price. And if you haven't had a chance to get it so far yet, this would be... I mean, you can check out my run-through of it. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. It has a great solo mode. There's one other thing that really... now. This might be why some people don't like it, but one of the things I love about it more than anything else is, hey, I can just uh, spend a lot of time grabbing all our resources and then build later. But you have incredibly tight, restrictive storage. So this is one of those games where, oh yeah, you can spend a lot of time getting stuff, but then can you actually build what you need to build because you don't have room to get the other stuff you need? So it's an incredibly tight, tension-filled game. The Red Cathedral itself is different. You do a different configuration every time. And it's a communal building. So it, another thing is, if Ruel b grabs like the base, because he really wants to get the points off of that and starts building it, but then I'm really quick and build a tower on top of his base, before he finishes his base, he'll look bad in front of the Tsar and actually lose points. So there's this also this race element to it, too. Everything about this game is just crackerjack, super smart, easy to teach, fun, fast playing. I cannot recommend highly enough number three, Red Cathedral. Yeah, that was also one of my games of the year as well when it came out. Uh, just yeah. a fan yeah, fantastic Euro game through and through. Just very, very um, solid game. Yeah, so great choice for number three. All righty. Let's move on to number two. This is a game I've been looking forward to like big time. This has been on top mm. of my, I can't wait to play this. I have not played it yet, but it is Terra Nova. Uh, oh. Friends, yes, okay. this 
is the re-implementation. This, one is a, this of, wasn't on the sale list, was it? I don't remember seeing that. Uh, I don't know if it was on the sale list or it was like on the new list. It might oh, be on okay. like the yeah, hotness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the hotness. But uh, this is a re-implementation of Terra Mystica, an outstanding game mm-hmm. that was out many years ago. But what I love about this, I, I've been really into this thing lately, Richard, where publishers are taking these classic designs and really streamlining them down to like 60 to 90 minute experiences. Because yeah. the original Terra Mystica, um, if you haven't played it, folks, it's a game about, you know, uh, different factions that are trying to terraform the land like you have um i, I think it's like a, a mermaid trying to uh, tear um at, at the lakes yeah uh, witches at the forest i don't know if, was there a skunk i don't i don't know if there's a skunk <laughs> or you know dwarves and giants and whatever um but that's what the game is all about and it's got a bunch of different movie uh, levers and all kinds of different things what uh, terra nova does and this is why i'm excited it takes a bunch of stuff out like i know some people didn't like the cultist uh track or whatever this takes out a bunch of stuff but keeps the same uh tight gameplay the board is smaller so there's gonna be a lot more interaction there's still that puzzly element of you know how are you going to get your resources and spend them um you know and make sure that you can terraform your land I am so thrilled to be checking out this game. And now that it's out and about, I need to get a copy of it. That's why it's the number two, Terra Nova. Yeah, yeah. Play Terra Mystica in half the time and yep. uh, more approachable so you can play it with more people. Yes, that that is I'm great. all about it. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you're right. It is very exciting. Um I was I, I didn't know they took out the cultist tracks. You're right. That's a big um, part. So you can yeah. just focus more on building in the world. That's really smart. Um, yeah. yeah, and it, I think it still has the wide variety of different um, factions you can play as, but just yeah. a much more approachable game. Good choice. Yep. And it looks yeah, real pretty, you. too. Uh, actually, yep. I think it looks more colorful than the original. Uh, looking at it that does, picture. yeah. A little more vibrant. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, um, you had... Uh, okay, we were promising mostly to try to visit some old classics you might miss, folks, but both of us succumbed to the cult of the new. Ruel came in at number two with Terra Nova, and I'm coming in at number one with Endless Winter. I have yep. to do it. I have to. <laughs> nice. um, ever since I covered this game when it was on Kickstarter, oh, geez, a couple of years ago, I was so impressed by this design um, from upcoming design superstar uh, Stan Kardonsky. Um, you know, and, and he's since, I mean, you know, the, people who didn't quite knew who he was. And since then, I mean, he's produced a lot of other really great designs too, but this, I think is still pretty much going to be considered one of his masterpieces. And that is an interesting picture to put no actual picture. You know what? We're going back to Rotto, uh, endless winter, Rotto, there you go. endless winter. I'm just going to go on ahead and pull up my run through of the prototype, which was a good looking prototype. If I recall, if mm-hmm. I can get there, here we go. Come on. Okay, so um, this is a game about life in Paleo-America. We are trying to build up our tribes to success. And um, it's a... Uh, every, there's so much going on in this game. Uh, and this game came out when it was on Kickstarter. I don't seem to have a single vision that's not zoomed in. All right, there we go. There's the whole game. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff going on in this game. It is a deck builder. It is a worker placement game. It is a territory grabbing game. It is a kind of a puzzly tile laying game. Um, and when I played it originally, I could not help but draw comparisons the year that it was on Kickstarter to um, two really hot games at the time, Arnak and, or Lost Ruins of Arnak and um, Dune Imperium. Because this was like a trinity of games that I played all within a month of each other that fused worker placement and deck building in completely different ways every time. 
time. And if you go back and watch my video, I said at the time, this was the best of the bunch. Uh, because the way it works is uh, you have these cards that represent all the members of your clan. And you have um, little cool little miniature workers that represent the actual work that we'll go out and do. And I can just send out a worker and do a really, really weak version of the job, or I can supplement them with the cards from my hand. If And you know, you can uh, get more of the same type, so it's like more of this particular tribal elder will help the, 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 the little guy who goes out and gathers resources or goes hunting or recruits more cards. You can get more cards in your deck. And um, it's got gorgeous art from the Miko, my favorite, uh, or the Miko, yeah. the Miko, uh, Micho? I think it's the Micho. People have corrected Micho. me, it's the Micho. Um, and it looks fantastic. It's incredibly rich. Uh, this is a prototype. The final version has even nicer looking uh, components than this, you know, with the dual layer boards and all that. But it's just so rich and crunchy and satisfying as you try to work two completely different strategy board games together. Getting your dice, uh, or your worker placement to smoothly blend with your deck building um, so that you can have the most successful, um, uh, what do you call it, tribe, it is absolutely phenomenal. It's only just now starting to get in people's hands. And I was shocked. I, I mean, for what you get in the base box, let's go back over to kick. You get all this stuff, all these miniatures, all these cards for 48 bucks. I was very surprised by that price. I did not expect it to be quite so low. Um, so that was it, folks. That's number one on the list of games we'd buy right now while these sales are going on for Cyber Monday, Endless Winter. Phew. Okay. Ooh. Nice. All right. All right, folks. Did you hear one of us say the secret word? Do you even remember what the secret word was? Were you paying attention? Somebody said skunk. It stunk up the place. And if you heard it, be sure to send an email to contest at rotto.com um, with the name of the game that was spoken, and you'll enter to win 50 bucks. You've got a week to do it, folks, because we'll be doing a drawing for that 50 bucks a week from today, uh, day of recording, on November 22nd. Uh, that's right, we're having two weeks back-to-back of the R&R show, and uh, I think that's about it, Ruel. Uh, do yeah. you have anything more to say in closing? No, I think we are good to go. Another uh, excellent listen. I can't wait to do this again next week. All right. Well, then I will see you then and hope to see all the rest of you too, folks. So hope you have a very, very nice day. Thank you all for watching. Thank you, Ruel, for joining us. And as always, thanks to Funnigan Games for sponsoring the show. Have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, bye-bye.